Before we get into this episode, I want to let you know about a deal that Caleb so graciously gave our listeners. He said that if you book a discovery coaching call with him and mention the Dudes and Dads podcast in your discovery call, you will get 50% off your first coaching package in 2024. So again, mention Dudes and Dads podcast in your discovery call with Caleb and get 50% off your first coaching package in 2024. On this episode, we talk with our good friend Caleb Bruce about three proven ways to build lasting relationships with your kids. You're listening to the Dudes and Dads podcast, a show dedicated to helping men be better dudes and dads by building community through meaningful conversation and storytelling. And now, here are your hosts, Joel DeMont and Andy Lehman. Andy. Joel. It's 2024. <laughs> Season six. Season six. Holy Toledo. Where have the t- where has the time gone? Where has the time gone? Uh, Andy, of all the things that I want to do to really kick off the new year, being across the table from you is is at least in the top it's three. It's been way too long, Joel. <laughs> yes. Way too long. You were, in, you were in California. Oh, and we were away. And you, did, you guys did some stuff. We did some stuff. You did some stuff. Gosh. We went into the Sight and Sound Theater in Br- Branson, Missouri, which you... is amazing. <sighs> Branson, Missouri, as I like to call it. Old person. Christian, Christian Vegas. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is. But no, I mean, it, it was cool. Um, awesome. the, sh- the show, Sight and Sound show was amazing. So. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah, we've uh, we've been away for a little bit, everyone. And just to be clear, we have missed you. Uh, so here we are for season six, five years at this at this thing, Andy. Yes. Where has the time gone? I can't even. I don't know. It's right. <laughs> we were. We were such young men when this all started, and now here now we are. Now some of us are old. You well, have a birthday Monday, though. Mm-hmm. So just the day after this thing comes out. It's a special one, Andy. It's and the big three. One. No, not no, really. That's nice. Uh, no. Four, oh, 40 years old. Uh, or you're as young as I like to call it. Yeah, 40 years young. And uh, we're excited about it, sort of. Um, only in that I think uh, we're going to do something. I'm going to... Jackie asked me what I want to do for my 40th birthday, and I said, I want to spend it with the people that I care about most deeply. So whether you're aware of that or not, you're, oh, cool. you're, part, of, you're part of those plans. That's cool. Okay, great. <laughs> great, great. Well, well Joel, uh, we do have an amazing guest today, but before we get started, I wanted to let you know that support for this episode comes from Everance Financial, helping members invest in what lasts through financial services with impact. More at everance.com slash Michiana. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group, Securities Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Joel, here who, we are. Who, who's, who's on, on with us Okay, tonight? so I should preface, because uh, we just confirmed this before the show, uh, this episode specifically, with this guest specifically, has been over two years in the making, Andy. Holy moly. We started a conversation with our good friend, Kayla Bruce. Uh, back in October of 2021, I thought it had only been a year. And then Caleb informed me that he looked back on our, on our email, on our email thread and was like, no, no, it's been longer than that. And that's, that's how time gets away from us these days when we, uh, yeah, just not a sense of, wow, it's been, it's been over two. So, uh, first of all, Caleb, welcome to the show. Welcome to dudes and dads podcast. Glad to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. Yes. Caleb, um, Caleb comes to us from in uh, the great state of California, where, uh, as I was sharing before, 
Um, I've just spent two weeks out there for the holidays with fam. It was great. Uh, but Caleb, uh, your state messes up all my circadian rhythms. Uh, no offense, but I am, uh, not quite full back. My, I, right now I couldn't tell you what, like if I didn't know what time we started recording, I couldn't tell you what time <laughs> it is right now within three hours. I'm it's, a, I'm a little bit messed up, but, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we'll make sense, uh, as we're communicating tonight on the show. So, um, the reason we have Caleb on Caleb has, uh, he's, he's first of all, uh, Caleb is near and dear to my heart because he works with young adults. We're going to have him explain all of this. He works on with, uh, with faith communities and, um, young, young people and helping them transition, uh, through a really important, this really important chapter of life. And I love all of that. Caleb and I met a few years ago, and this is how we got initially got connected uh, a few years ago as I was uh, still in the youth and young adult uh, pastor gig uh, and um, really got introduced to the work that they're doing. And he's going to tell you all about that. But uh, that's how it started. And from that, I was like, this Caleb guy, he's my kind of dude. I need to talk to him more. And then I started a podcast, Andy. And so you said, what and we, said place? we said, what better place? What better place? So here he is. Uh, Caleb. Again, welcome. Thank you for being here. We're so we're so grateful for you taking the time. Um, first and foremost, as we'd like to do at every episode when we're welcoming a guest, we'd like to get the dad stats, as we call it. So you get to tell us about your the special people in your life, your family. Um, how long uh, if you're married, how long, where you're from, all the good stuff that you want to whatever you feel is safe to put out on the interwebs and on this podcast would love to hear more about you uh so take it away yeah awesome thanks joel and thanks andy for yep. having me yeah and i'm just excited to be in this community of dads that's can't believe it's six seasons and i'm excited to get, kick this off with both of you um it's season six wow yeah and, and, um, and, who so, better, yeah. and who better to start our season with this is what i also love like, this right. all came together it's, it's starting season six with caleb it makes total sense total sense so yeah awesome. thank you thank you yeah two years in in, in making um yeah, so I am have married to my wife, Colleen. We've been married for over 13 years, and we have three kids. Uh, we go girl, girl, boy, so it's in their six, four, and one years old, and uh, life is full with them. It's amazing, <laughs> yeah. um, challenging, and everything in between, which I know everybody listening in, you both know, uh, know that because you know what it is to be a dad. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think back to... Gosh, our youngest is seven now, and I. But I, I go back to that stage that you're talking about right now, where I just had a conversation with a dad who who had three three kids similar to your age, and the, I. It was a rough conversation, I think, because he just asked me, "Does it get better?" That was that was what he. Had. And it's like, oh, it just gets different. That's that's all, you know. Um, but you're still in that stage, uh, Caleb, with the kids where. Uh, they need a lot from you, right? They like they need a lot of that personal interaction, right? And that's the uh, you know, um, in terms of like just helping them do basic stuff. And I will say, uh, Andy got to experience this a little and because I have Andy as a friend. Really, one of the reasons Andy is my friend is that his <laughs> kids are a little. He's a couple that are a little bit older than mine, and so he gave me hope for when they started like progressing into their teen years and like gaining that independence and like it would like there was less handholding. I said it is possible there is a light at the end of this tunnel, and so um, I will. I will just pass that on to you and say, uh, for whatever light you need at the end of your current tunnel, it's there. It, yeah. uh, it's somewhere. So 
Uh, so, yeah, you, so, th- yeah, so three young, three young kids, um, and, uh, married and all of that. Uh, and, and w- because you, obviously it's clear, you're a pretty cool guy. Where, where exactly do you live, Caleb? Yeah. So I live near Pasadena, California, which is in Southern California. Um, yeah, so that's where Matt. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Caleb, what, what do you do for a job, sir? Cause I, I sort of, I sort of teased this at the beginning. Uh, I, and I'm a big fan. I should just say, I, like, I know this sounds super biased. I'm just a big fan of what Caleb does and the organization he works with because they are immensely helpful. So that's my little, that's my little plug for any, sure. any ministry leaders or people who are working with young adults. Like it's the real deal, but tell us, yeah, tell us about your work, where you, where you work, all of that good stuff. Yeah, I work at the Fuller Youth Institute, uh, which is a part of Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California. And so the Fuller Youth Institute really focuses on resourcing uh, youth and young adult ministry leaders as well, as well as associate pastors and senior pastors, but about how do you do faithful ministry with young people? And so my research specifically focuses on ministry with young adults and kind of like that emerging adulthood age range of 23 uh, to 29, but also dipping down to 18 to 29. And just think looking at, okay, that's a a lot of transition happens in that decade of life, yeah, decade um, plus of life. And yeah. like, how, how can we as people who care about young adults uh, come alongside them? And so, yeah, so I re- manage the research and also manage turning that research into resources uh, for church leaders, but also parents and others who care about uh, young adults. Yes, very doggone good resources, if I, if I may say. Um, and, and for those of you that are interested in this stuff, uh, if you've got young adults, if you've got college kids, and you're like, what? am I supposed to be doing with these people? How can I make an impact? Uh, we will make, uh, we'll make links and information available on the show notes, uh, over to Fuller Youth Institute. So you can see the, uh, the good work that they're doing over there and where you can get stuff. We'll make that, we we'll to make that available as well. So, okay, Caleb, here's the, the one question that I, I have, uh, been thinking about with regard to your work and the work you're doing. Do you feel like, because you're working with older, you know, you're working with young adults, emerging adults. Have you recently thought about like the kind of the re like parenting in light of reverse engineering with what you do? So you, you know, the, the challenges that lie ahead for the 20 something. Um, how has that impacted uh, your own parenting, your, your own, your own fatherhood uh journey as you've uh, been uh, leading your family? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, my kids are pretty, they have a ways until they enter that phase of life. But even still, just looking at what it is like to be a young adult today, um, it's changed so much from previous generations. And so I think it has already shifted, whether consciously or subconsciously, it's definitely shifted the way I think about, okay, what does it mean to prepare my kids eventually for adulthood? So right now, you know, some of them I'm preparing them to uh, use the potty on their own. Um, but but <laughs> if I bless you. think ahead, um, you know, that it's not, they don't really need a script in terms of, okay, after this, you do this. And after that, you do that. And it's all going to work out. That's not really the way life is. I don't know if it ever was that way, but definitely isn't the way life is mm-hmm. now. And so what they need is more the the soft skills, the adaptability, the way to learn and pivot and just kind of have that growth mindset. Um, so I, I'm really hoping to instill that in my kids, just like a love for learning and ability to, you know, when life changes and shifts, like you, you shift with it. Um, mm. And don't, you know, I think it, we talked to so many young adults and 
this burden, uh, you know, at Fuller Youth Institute, uh, this burden of, oh, I, I didn't follow the script I was given. And that's not actually no fault of their own. Yeah. It's just, you know, the li- life in the world, it didn't make that script possible. And so what we need is just a set of our kids to be able to, to adapt along the way and not, you know, not just being pushed back and forth with the waves, but more like, you know, you don't have to, it's not, there's not one right way to live life. Yeah. Do you, I hear you kind of using language, really developing, we'll call it grit and perseverance within our, within our kids that, that, that seems to be uh, a value. Um, uh, you know, more and more so we, gosh, we just had a conversation with our eldest, my eldest son's 14 and we just had a conversation. Uh, some, he got thrown a little bit of a curveball today with some life, life plans, some things that, that he's passionate about and cares about. and. You know, I said to my, I said, I was having a conversation with my wife ahead of time. Like we were kind of queuing this up, like, Hey, uh, are we going to talk to him about this right now? Or are we going to, you know, some information came to us and we're like, we have to share this with him. And, you know, uh, and I, I had this sense of like, this is where, this is sort of the testing ground, the proving ground for developing resilience and adaptability and adapt, kind of adaptability that you're talking about where he thought things were going to play out this way over the next few of months. And now there's going to be a, a slight change to that. Um, if when you're thinking about your work with young with young adults, um, and and want to encourage parents who are who who have young adult kids or about ready to have young adult kids, uh, where would you stack that whole resilience, grit, adaptability in terms of like how important is it that from what you're with what you're seeing in your work? How important is it that is it to instill that within them? Oh. Very. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Very. Thought we yeah. froze there for a minute. It yeah. took him a while to, yeah. to come up with yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, do I say anything other than very? And that's the yeah. only word that came to mind is it's just very important. And I think, you know, having that posture as a parent of being present with them as they process those things, but not trying to solve the problem for them um, is so huge. Uh, just knowing, okay, I know somebody has my back, you know, young adult speaking. I know somebody has my back. Um, but I also, I have something within me where I can, I can handle this challenge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, allowing them to know what it feels like to draw on the, their own internal resources that you've equipped them with, that others in the community have equipped them with. That's just so essential. And they'll, they'll ask you when they, they want guidance and support, but kind of some, some of us, you know, we all have different parenting styles and personalities, but some of us, we kind of have to just listen more and, you know, advice less. Yeah. And, and all of this, you know, really, Caleb is under the umbrella. I mean, I think the big assumption we're making here is the fact that we have the ability to to kind of give this input and this guidance into our kids' lives. Uh, it definitely assumes relationship, right? Like it, it, like that's that's the thing. Um, and really, without relationship, you don't have. Um, it, it, it's kind of like I still feel, and I feel like this with my with my kids and Andy. I don't know how you feel, like. There is still this ongoing um, sense of I have to earn the right, so mm-hmm. to speak, to to be heard by my kids in certain in certain places. Like I have to I have to um, because there comes a point when they're younger where it's like you're going to do this because I to- I'm because I, I'm the dad. Right. And I, I use those ter- the words that we always said we wouldn't use because I told you. So, well, right? and let me let me tell you this, though, like as like my oldest just became 18. And so that's even harder now to mm-hmm. let that 
go and he reminds me almost constantly hey i'm 18 i'm 18 i don't have to listen to you i'm like yeah, yeah i used to live in my house yeah yeah but yeah um but yeah as, as they definitely get older and that's tough especially when you're just like used to saying because i said so right so right because now what you're you're drawing on the well of your relationship with him right for for the guidance right it, it isn't so much of a of a from a position of of authority as it is a position of, of relationship right. right um but you know caleb so and the thing the important thing we want to highlight here and mention is um so Caleb at his at his aspiring work that he's doing this good work at good enough dads which let me just say beautiful name perfect cuz that's that's all I want I just want to be good enough like <laughs> you know it's just like good well, enough and I, and I think we've said that before on the show too we said we we've said we want to know that we're not screwing our kids up yeah, yeah. and so yeah. yeah Andy and I talk about this perpetual concern that we are doing something drastically terrible that's ruining our children right and and sometimes you know you have these good this sense of Boy, I've really messed up. Can we ever come back from this? And really, the truth is, we we can. We just have to. We there's an intentional uh, intentional nature to it and a relationship. But Caleb, you recently wrote this. Uh, you really wrote, wrote recently wrote this article on on your site over goodenough.goodenoughdads.com, <clears throat> which we again will make available in the show Absolutely. notes for everybody that's interested. Um, definitely encourage you. But his recent article just came out a few days ago. Where, uh, Caleb, you talk about three proven ways to build lasting relationship with your kids. And, and you won me over immediately because you quote Nate Bargatze, which is, that's all I needed. Uh, I was like, this guy knows what's going on. Perfect. Um, but really talked about, you know, there's lots of things that we are trying to build with our kids. But at the core, and as we've said here, with the input and the impact that we're trying to make, relationship is important. Um, Walk us through the article. Give us the give us the highlights of uh, kind of the point that you want to make with this, and what you want to communicate uh, to to dads that are, you know, that are maybe struggling in this area or asking for some asking for some help. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thanks for that, Joel. I, you know, yeah, and I, I yeah, share, we, apparently we share a love of uh, comedian Nate Bargatze and just that bit that he has about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know. It, People giving them advice like they're not going to remember any of these fun things you're doing with them. It's like, what? You just want me to lock them in a room and say, "Do you remember what happened yesterday?" No. Okay. Come back and you remember me. It's just like it's an amazing bit, but it's really struck a chord with me because I felt like, you know, it's not what our kids remember uh, that's necessarily the most important um, because our connection with them, that relationship that we build with them, is actually stronger than memories. You know, memories fade, but that relationship stays forever, and so. You know, I thought about my my research that I've done with the Fuller Youth Institute, as well as on parenting and classes I've taken. Um, kind of just bring you back to the simple things, but the simple things can be hard, right? But of three, doing three things: listen to your kids, share with them. And I can expand more on what that means, mm-hmm. um, but also repair. Like when you mess up, yeah, you don't have to be perfect; you just have to be good enough. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it's you know, we need to be able to apologize and make amends with our kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as, uh, I think with any of us, you know, we, we come into, uh, and we, this comes up on the show, uh, frequently, you know, we, we come at this parenting thing with a lot of our own, you know, our parenting frequently, frequently reflects in one way or the other, one direction or the other, the parenting that we that we receive, what who we who we saw in our in our moms and our dads and and how they how they approached and 
in this article, uh, Caleb, so you, you share you, your dad, you lost your dad about 10 years ago. Um, tell me about, tell me about his influence, uh, in, in your life, uh, what you sort of take away in terms of your own parenting journey, like what you've drawn, uh, from that. Um, cause I think, you know, those reflections are important too. Like we all, we don't start with a blank page on any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We have, you know, whether we recognize it or not, there's definitely some, some things kind of hardwired in or, um, I gosh, I, I still feel like this to this day, I'm still remembering things that my dad did in a new way now that I'm a father. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, I, so just wonder, I just wonder about that, about your own, about your own dad and kind of, as you've reflected on that, what's kind of come to your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for asking that. Um, I'll first just say I'm, I was very, I'm very grateful to have had a really amazing dad. Um, my childhood years are just like great memories with him playing sports together, games, wrestling, you know, all the fun stuff. Um, when I was 13, uh, he got diagnosed with ALS uh, disease and, uh, that really shifted our whole family dynamics, shifted our relationships with my dad. Um, you know, he was still who he was, but this was, you know, kind of giant cannonball just like dropped in our family. And so a lot shifted. And so I feel like I can have the experience of both having, you know, that amazing kind of larger than life hero dad and seeing just the fragility of life and seeing his humanity. And even at times, you know, I am so grateful for all everything he's done, but times where, you know, he he was trying to figure out his own life and it was harder for him to, you know, necessarily be pouring in as much into each of us. Um, and so I, I can relate to both like the amazingness of having a really present and engaged dad. And also when a dad is going through something that makes it just harder to have that Mm -hmm. same exact connection. And yeah. And then since my dad's passed, um, just given me, yeah, it's kind of hard to believe, but yeah, uh, this past November is 10 years. Mm. Um, and just a lot of time to reflect on just the impact. Um, and I was just thinking about like, I still feel so connected to my dad. Oh, great. Um, yeah. and a lot of it is just like, he, he did listen to me. Uh, you know, he did share his life with me and he was one of those, you know, I, I felt like even a rare dad where he apologized, you know, when mm-hmm. he felt like he did something wrong. I just like those th- types of things. Like I know I'm going to feel connected to him, to him my whole life, even if it's, you know, on season, what, what is it? 90 and, uh, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, all old yeah. and gray. I'm like, yeah. I still feel that connection to my dad and I'm just grateful for that. Yeah. That's, I think, I think we would all say as dads, like that's a great litmus test of when I am gone, what will my kids remember? Mm-hmm. What will, what will come to the surface? What will they say about me to my, you know, to my grandchildren? Um, what will those, you know, so there's a, the legacy, the legacy thing there is always important. Some people, uh, I think some, some men in particular think about legacy in less helpful ways. They're like, they just, they want to be remembered regardless of what they actually did in life. They want to be remembered in, in a certain, in a certain way. It's like, I want to be remembered accurately, right. uh, but favorably <laughs> yeah. would be nice, you know, would be nice too. Um, but I, I think Caleb's just really, really beautiful. And as you said that, I just, I'm like, gosh, I want, that's, that's a really thing that I want. Like I want, you know, I want that connection to still be there in a meaningful way that, that something about my life 
is still an active presence mm-hmm. after, you know, after I'm off, have left this yeah. earth and I've, you know, gone, gone, gone on to, uh, to be with God. Like, you know, that, yeah, that, that there's been that, that positive, uh, deposit in, into life. And I, I just have to imagine that you're part of the good work that you're doing. I, I, it just seems to me is probably fueled, uh, fueled by that in a significant mm-hmm. way. I'm guessing. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I feel like it's this combination of, what got my dad's given me and how much I want to share that with my own kids. Um, and also just a sense of like, I've learned and grown so much through being a dad. And I, I really feel like the sense of calling a purpose around supporting other dads that, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, there, there's so much that's so challenging about being a dad that's really present and engaged, but there's also, at least in my experience, nothing that can help you grow into the person that you're meant to be. Um, then leaning into that role and that calling, um, and so, yeah, but absolutely I'm fueled by my relationship with my dad. Um, yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. So Caleb, you've said you listed three, three, three things and that's where I want to dive into. Yeah. 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 And so you said uh, uh, the relationship component, you, you've said first and foremost, listen, which boy, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that's even, I mean, that, that's hard. I mean, especially when we were talking about before when they're young when you're saying things like because I said so or whatever it may be because you know I'm your dad yeah. like for you to 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 listen sometimes that's really hard so i guess yeah Caleb tell us tell us about that and tell us what what list, like how 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 do we listen how how should we listen yeah yeah great question i th- i think in so many ways, it's like sadly a forgotten skill mm. uh, in our culture about like, what does it mean to truly listen? Not listen in order to respond, but like listen in order to understand and even empathize. Like when I, my kids are just, you know, really struggling emotionally, having a meltdown or whatever it is, you know, what does it look like for me as a dad to like, and just listen to what they're going through, understanding that um there's this amazing quote um that being heard is so close to the feeling of being loved most people can't tell the difference oh come uh, on now good. yeah that'll preach yeah and I just like <laughs> that that is just like such a a weight that one of the simplest most profound but yet nevertheless difficult things to do is just simply listen to our kids mm-hmm. you know put down the cell phone eye contact and i i, I you know i i'm championing the importance of this and i don't do it on 100 right like sure. my mind sometimes wanders all the things but like but i know i'm giving my kids a true gift when i'm just offering that like undivided presence and attention and just truly listening to them yeah. and they feel understood they feel seen absolutely absolutely and i and i think you know m- my kids uh I, I'm guessing most are this way. Uh, I know the teenagers that I worked with for years were this way. Um, they can tell the difference uh, between you listening to understand and you listening as you wait for your turn to speak mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to them. And uh, and sometimes in the uh, you know, gosh, in the pace of the day and the whatever, it's like, okay, I'm okay. Tell me your thing. Tell me your thing. Okay. So thank you for sharing. Uh, now, uh, I need you to X, 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 Y, Z. Right. And, um, 
when that's happening, when that sort of listening, quote unquote, listening, which is not really true listening is happening uh, in the light of you know the, really, the conversation we're having here. That is not a relationship builder. Um, that is a that is a that's it's doing the op- it's doing the opposite. And I think um, there's uh, gosh, there's maybe no, no harder word to hear than uh, dad. You never listened to me mm-hmm. like that's <laughs> that, that's that's hard. I have. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard that recently. I don't know if any of you guys have heard, <laughs> ever heard that, but like I have heard something similar to that recently and that's that's a hard one um it's probably a kind of a yeah gut check of like mm, okay what what does my am i distracted like you know, like Caleb mentioned am i distracted by something else or or uh am i really am i present there recognizing and and dad's friends i hope you hear this listeners i hope you hear this the way Caleb said i think it was perfect it is a gift Undivided attention, listening intentionally with a purpose to understand is a gift mm-hmm. to our kids and they receive well, it that way. Uh, one of the things that I liked about the article, Caleb, is you did say, you know, if you want to know that they're loved, listen to them. And then you say, hear their stories, empathize with their pains, no fixing the situation allowed, even if it is called for, that can, that can be later. And so those are three things that I really, I really like because you're, you're giving them 100% undivided. Again, you said, like I said earlier, put the phone down. But, but those are those things. Like if you're hearing their stories and you can recall details of their stories back to them, they're going to know that, that you're hearing them. Mm-hmm. And then again, you may not, I mean, it may be a while since you've been a middle school boy or girl if you're a mom or whatever. But if they're coming to you with pains, as a dad, you may not understand that. Especially if you're if you're a dad and it's a girl, I mean that, that yeah. that's sometimes the hardest to yeah. to go because I, I I know how I felt growing up as a boy, but I don't know what it felt like growing up sure. as a girl. And so my right. my daughter has things that she's dealing with that are different than mine, but I can still empathize with her pains. And then again, just listening to it, you know, as a dad, especially when your kids are hurting, you want to try and fix it because you you don't like when your family is hurting. Yep. But just listen to them and take it in. And it, it's the same. And we, we have overlapping conversations. Uh, Caleb, I don't know about you and your wife, but uh, it's also true. Sometimes like the fix it mode thing is an easy place for us to go in, yeah. in, in meaningful conversations with those that we love. And uh, sometimes they just want us to listen. And and I know that sometimes like my my wife is notorious for uh, I want you to listen because it's just <laughs> like it's an experience for her of externally processing something. Um, and. And that in of itself will have, have them in a good and healthy direction apart from, you know, whatever words that I have to say that may not actually be <laughs> of any value whatsoever. Other than I was just a person there that they, they cared about them that just to sit there and listen. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think about, you know, practical, practical problems can be fixed, right? But if it's an emotional one, you know, what fixing looks like is actually just empathizing, mm-hmm. understanding, making somebody feel, you know, a child feel like, oh, you, you hear me, you understand what I'm going through, you know, and Andy, you mentioned, uh, you know, you might not under, totally understand, like, why your kid, you know, your middle school girl, child, mm-hmm. daughter's uh, feeling this way, but you don't actually have to understand why or think it's legitimate that she's feeling that way in order to empathize. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is go, okay, I recognize what you're feeling, you know, or, and, you know, 
allow her to correct you if you say the wrong word. Like, no, that's not what I'm feeling. Um, and you go to a place where you understand what that feeling feels like, you know, and, and that's that sharing about, okay, we understand one another. I know what it feels like. I don't know exactly what you're going through, but I know what it feels like to feel rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that creates a connection. Yeah, absolutely. So after we do all this listening work, there's more. There's more to be done because you list after listen, you say uh, important part of this relationship building process is to share. What do we mean? Yeah, I mean, I think sharing looks like so many different things, but I think one of the key things is just sharing experiences together, right? I mean, some of these things come natural to us as dads, but those opportunities where you're maybe even intentionally creating memories, you know, memories are great, mm-hmm. but that, creating those experiences together, doing things together, allowing them to share in your life and yours and theirs, whether you like to go camping or share in sports or play board games or whatever it is, just share experiences together. That's going to build your relationship so much um, because it's quality time and there's chance for uh, interaction, you know, emotionally, physically, all the different ways that when you have those shared experiences. Yeah, we're, uh, as I've shared several times on the show, the something that a, a goal of mine right now is after each of my kids turn uh, 13, usually the spring or summer after they turn 13, they get to pick a trip that we go on together. It's just the, just the two of us. And uh, I, I've really been thinking about, I think the challenge for me, like, so my next son, he turns 13 in March and we're talking about doing a hiking trip out West and I'm, this this particular trip will take a lot of preparation it's gonna i'm and for even me physically like what i have to do to get ready for this is like it's gonna be a thing um and i have felt this you know i have felt this tension and a little bit of anxiety around it because i I want everything to go like i want all the details of that experience Mm. with him to go well right um at the same time you know, I kind of came back to the other day. I was, and I was just trying to recenter myself on like, why am I doing this? What are the purposes? Um, it is, it is to share in the experience together. Um, cause that's the thing realistically that he will remember. Um, and, and not whether or not, uh, you know, every single hike that we wanted to go on or whatever thing just went exactly as planned. And, you know, that we covered, you know, this many miles per day or, blah, 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 whatever the case might be. Um, but that we set along, you know, we set aside what really is sacred time mm. uh, to, to, to share together. And uh, so uh, I just, I'm grateful for that, Caleb. Like that's a, that's a helpful reminder just in the sharing in the sharing part of what actually is making the difference. What is actually making the impact um, in, and sometimes it's not all the details that we think have to be, have to be lined up at least i i hope i hope not because i'm (laughs) (laughs) i like i i can get trapped in the weeds i can get kind of get into a mentally bad place and trapped in the weed does that make sense like i you know trapped in the weeds on stuff like that and it's like gosh joel like uh you gotta think about this differently hopefully oh yeah you know i i totally agree you know and you mentioned at the beginning you know that this coaching you know business that I've started and blog about good enough dads, it really came out of this sense of, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist myself. Um, and so I kept feeling like I had to focus on like doing everything perfectly as a dad, even though it wasn't fully conscious. I thought, no, I don't feel that way. But really that was driving so much 
Mm. Um, and then I read book after book. And there's so much research that says you don't have to be a perfect dad. Uh, you just need to be good enough. Mm. Um, and I really believe that, you know, good enough dads can have great relationships with their kids. That's great. Um, and that's, thinking about your planning, right? You uh, don't have to have a perfect trip. Um, personally, when I look back on different experiences, whether it was with my parents or at camp or whatever it was, when everything went haywire, I mean, those are the stories <laughs> yeah, we tell. Sure. Those right. are the, like the, yep. the, the stories that get handed down from generation yep. to generation. You know, it wasn't like how fluffy the, the pillow was. It was, <laughs> right. you know, the lightning struck right next to the tent, you know, like yeah. whatever it is. But yep. um, so I just think like just being in it for the relationship and, you know, even communicating, you know, with, with your son, you know, like what's the meaning of it? You know, mm -hmm. like if you not, don't, don't just share experiences, but you also talk about like what the experience means. Yeah. Um, that just like deepens it and just makes it so much more rich and so much more memorable. And that connection is like, Oh, it's not just, we like to spend time together, but it, it means something like, yeah, you're, you're 13 now. This is, this is something we've done for each of our kids at 13. And this is why like that, those types of things just leave a mark. Well, yep. and I think, it, again, like you said, those little things, even if it doesn't really matter, you know, grand or small, your mm -hmm. events, your memories that you're making with them. You know, I can remember several times and I think I've talked about it on the show before, but like where we would, especially when the kids were younger, it's harder to do now that a lot of mine are older. But when they were younger, like just even going to like Lowe's or Menards and walking around and just making memories together. Um but it, it, but like you said, it can be the big things too. That you go on a trip and it's crazy because like I remember going one time to Texas to this quote unquote zoo. Oh yes, that literally like we pull up and there's the what looks like cattle panels holding the tigers back, and it's not. They not have uh, they have different zoo rules down in Texas, <laughs> Caleb. I don't know. <laughs> I I've been to the San Diego Zoo and it was lovely and and very well fortified. But this, Texas, uh, this is not this is not a zoo. Like I, it was like someone's backyard, like a ten acre. Oh it, it was bad. It was bad. It's the best wow. story ever. But but my wow. kids, the, the, I say that story now because my kids continue even now to this day yeah. to talk about it. And and it was only the older three that were with me. Uh, our youngest wasn't with us. It uh, wasn't born yet. Mm -hmm. And. Like they, you know, they talk about it all the time about this zoo that we went to. But again, memories were made. And that's the important part. I felt scared for my life, but, <laughs> but memories were made. Yeah. And that's, and you know, it was like the trip that I, my eldest son, Aaron, we took a trip this uh, past uh, spring. We did a, we did. So my eldest son, it's baseball all the way for him. And so we went to spring training uh, out in Arizona. And then I had a hiking trip planned. And well, as it turns out, uh, they had a late season snowfall and all the hiking trails that we were going to go on were covered in four foot of snow and we couldn't we couldn't get access and things like that. And I remember in the back of my mind just going, this thing is falling apart. Like this mm. is not because uh, we we did try to take one hike and we made it all of a, like 100 yards. And Aaron's like, Dad, I don't think yeah. we're going to be able to pull this off because it was like, I mean, he's in snow up to his up to his waist. And he's like, we we can't do a two mile hike like this. And I'm like, <laughs> no, we cannot. Uh, and, and, and he, you know what, but to your point, Caleb, I mean, same deal. Like he mentions that now he laughs about that. And he was like, it was so funny that, you know, it was just so such a funny thing. And I'm like, gosh, I'm so glad you remember it that way. Cause I was like, doggone it. This is a significant portion of what, like, cause this was like one of the experiences I wanted to go on this hike with him and do, you know, and I don't know. And, and talk about all the important things of like, like have a, 
climb up the mountain and have a life talk about all the important things that you need it to know as a young man. It didn't go how you wanted in <laughs> no, your head. No, no, not at all. all right. And and yet and yet it was exactly what it needed to be mm-hmm. um, in terms of you know in terms of how he remembers it and how he talks about it. Now you, the last thing that you mentioned in this blog about the three proven ways to build lasting relationships is repair and. That's hard. Oh, gosh. Uh, Very, very hard. So can you talk a little bit about what it looks like to repair relationships with your kids? Yeah, definitely. I I think when we do apologize and make amends with our kids when we repair, we're doing so many different things. One, we we are repairing our relationship, right? Relationships are always going to have like some pulling away and some pulling together. We just want more pulling together than pulling away. Mm -hmm. So we're always going to have those moments. Um, but the other thing that we're doing is we're actually modeling for our kids how to, uh, do this well. Right. So, you know, so as we get better at apologizing, just owning it and it doesn't have to be a big thing, but just saying, yeah, you know what? I messed up. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I understand how you feel. How can I make it right? Um, that, that allows you just kind of come back together. And it also just demonstrates to our kids that, oh, our, our relationship is stronger um than any any mistakes we make mm-hmm. right that yeah. that's one of the things that for me why you know the good enough dads that title that name for this you know organization resonates resonated with me was that i you know as i was learning about parenting and doing all the stuff um you know there's this one book that talked about that if you're actually focused on being perfect um it's actually detrimental to your child because mm-hmm. you're more fo- focused on your own performance than you are on the relationship um, so if you mess up and you're thinking, shoot, did I really mess up? No, actually you're doing all these mental gymnastics to say, really, it wasn't me. You know, it was, they, you know, they way out of line rather than just think, okay, what is it? What does our relationship mean right now? And how can I bridge the, any gaps that are there and take ownership of what I did wrong? Um, that, that's what creates, you know, that solid relationship. Um, yeah. So that's what comes to mind with, with that. Yeah. I've, uh, <clears throat> I'm. Of course, I had to have this conversation tonight because I'm I'm aware of of a repair thing that I need to do with at least two of my children right now, and um, you know, I I just think I think about that as an opportunity. I'm aware, like that is an op. It's an opportunity that I don't want to miss out on. I don't want to leave something undone there. Um, as I, I've just sort of been thinking about it today, like. I don't want to leave something undone because then that also teaches them that it's okay. Like it, that it's okay to leave that sort of stuff. Like it's, it's okay to leave those sort of things kind of loose ends and, and just kind of let them hang out there um, where, you know, if, if they've, if I've done something that I'm not, I'm not proud of that I've, I've, I've said something or acted in a way that I'm, that I, I should not have, and I should be asking for forgiveness and I don't, that models to them the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. That it's like, eh, you know, like people will forget. It, uh, it'll blow over over, you know, in time. People will forget about it. It won't matter as much anymore. And, um, man, I, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about memories and what kids remember and how important those memories are. Um, you know how 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 impactful they can be in light of the in light of relationship as relationship is is feeding into them and you know it's like i don't know i think uh i don't want a bad story to be written 
relationally because I left that sort of thing undone. I didn't, because I didn't pursue the repair part. Um, and if we're real honest, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, you know, this is really about our own ego and, uh, you know, I think it can be hard maybe some, for some of us as, as, as men to be like, oh, I need to go apologize to a child. Mm. Um, like if we're honest, like that can, that can seem like what's, you know, like, it, well, especially, especially if your, your pride is there and you still have that whole, like, you need to listen to me because yeah. I'm your dad. Yeah. Because then, then that for you to apologize, that means that you were wrong to begin with. Right. And it means that, that they you know, maybe shouldn't have listened to you because right. you were wrong. Right. Um, so yeah, that's definitely as a parent can be tough. Yeah. So it turns, turns out, I mean, you know, fatherhood has this way of like humbling you, hopefully, uh, <laughs> in all the, in so many ways, number one, when you know you messed up, number two, where you don't have all the resources that you, you need in order to do it. And then you have to seek help in other, in other ways. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I think, Caleb, I think those are three helpful categories. Um, just sort of keep in the in the loop in our in our head, like at any given time, like you know, are we are we doing them? Are we doing them well? You know, are we are, are we? I don't know. Maybe making a little bit of a, I don't know, a checklist in our brain, ongoing, right? Like, hey, what about listening? What about sharing? Mm-hmm. What about repairing? Listen, share, repair. Uh, and I like them because they rhyme. They do. It just rolls, it, it rolls right off the tongue. Yes. Which something tells me, Caleb, that you did it on purpose. I'm just going to, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm just going to say you were strategic in what you were doing there. So well done. Well, done. <laughs> well, well thank you. Thank you. And yeah. I mean, and just to jump on one of the things you just said, though, about that, how it can be difficult to apologize. I think if we kind of reframe it in our minds as dads about what does it mean to parent, what does it mean mm-hmm. to, father well i think one of our primary roles as dads is to model and show for our kids how to be human Mm -hmm. and i think that that acknowledgement of making mistakes and knowing how to handle that and repairing relationships like that's saying i'm human you're human and we don't need to as much as you know as dads i I want to be the super dad right Mm -hmm. like that's like i want to be that but at the same time i have a responsibility to my kids to show them what it is to be human. Yeah. And that's a gift as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I think too, that goes along well too with the way that you treat your wife. It, it, you know, your kids, you know, should see you fight and have disagreements and also should see you make up and apologize and say that you were wrong <laughs> because in the long run, the, you don't want them to go into a marriage relationship thinking everything is going to always be hundred percent flowers and roses. Cause it's not. And, yep. and you, but you also want to see that you, you want your kids to see that you deeply love their mom as well as being able to, this is how, like you said, this is how a real relationship happens. You know, people, people offend each other. People have disagreements, but it's okay. We can come back and we can apologize and we can work out that, that relationship. Yeah, definitely. So Caleb, um, we, uh, as always, are super grateful for these amazing things that you've shared. We will, uh, we're going to make, uh, the website and Caleb's contact, whatever, whatever Caleb wants to put out on the internet, we'll put out on the internet, uh, over <laughs> the show notes for this episode over at dudesanddads.com. Dudes dudesanddadspodcast.com. 
again, a little rusty. New year. Uh, <laughs> we'll get back on the horse. Uh, but yeah, on the show notes. Um, <clears throat> but uh, before we let Caleb go, uh, as is always the case, he must submit to the rigors of. And now it's time for the dudes and dads pop quiz. Perfect. Yes. There we go. I had the audio too low again. It's been too long it's, since I've done this. Yeah, it's okay. We're gonna get. We will get it. We'll we will get, get it back it. on it. Um, uh, Gail, this is a time where we ask you questions to help get us get get to know you just a little bit better. There's no way you can prepare for this. There's no way you can even begin to anticipate what we are going to ask. But Andy's got some card. He's Andy's got the cards. I'm I'm uh, I've got a few new questions in the hopper. Oh, oh so you? I, I do. See, I see how it is. You go away on a trip yep. to California and you come back with new new questions. new questions. It's it's new, huh. it's improved, and it's fresh. Uh, I, I should have known. I should have known. Do you want me to start with you, my yeah, questions? Go ahead you okay, start. so here's question number one, uh, Caleb. How many hammers do you have in your home? Two, and also three more that are plastic. Nice. Oh, okay, yeah, good. of course, you got to have those. Congratulations, yeah. yes. I, uh, I came up with this question today when we're, we're clearing out a storage area. And the number of different sorts of hammers that I came in contact with was alarming. And I was like, how many people do people know how many hammers they have in their house? Because I, I didn't until I, today. I thought so. I did. But every time I go to look for one, I can never find one. Bingo. I'm actually looking for it, Bingo. So. <laughs> it's probably in my storage room where I found all the rest it of them. It probably is. All right. If you could send a message to the entire world, what would it say in just 30 seconds? I repeat what I said before, but you don't have to be a perfect dad to have great relationships with your kids. That relationship you have, have with your kids is going to make your, your life better. It's going to make them their life better. And you're actually going to make the world better. Good enough dads can change the world. Oh, come yes. on, Caleb. Uh, Caleb, um, my next question is, if you could become instantly an expert at one thing, what would that one thing be? I have so many things floating through my mind right now. I'm just gonna <laughs> I know. One. This, but this is, um, and I, I want to give full co- credit. This is, this is my wife's question. This is, uh, she, she gave this one to me and I think it's great. So that's why I'm <laughs> trying it out on you. <laughs> Let's see. I, every time I'm up hiking in the mountains, I have this, like every time it, there's like a beautiful view and like, there's like a valley going down. I just picture myself hang gliding mm. from that peak. Okay down to the valley below so if i could just be an expert on that catch me hang gliding expert hang glider okay <laughs> right all right what is the worst job that you've ever had oh and hopefully your ex-boss is not listening <laughs> well uh, yeah. or maybe they Probably. are <laughs> maybe they are it was a it was a summer job in between you know between a year of college i mean next year of college Selling timeshares. Oh, I was at a. Oh, I remember this one time. I was at at a water park, and nobody has anything to sign up for anything there. They just they're just wearing their swimsuits. And this person, you know, you try to memorize. You don't ask the same person more than once. Uh, you know, if they want to sign up for anything, and you know, this person kept changing her outfit and who she was with, and I asked her like five times, and she was ready to beat me up. It was terrible. <laughs> Gosh. The, the moment you said timeshare sales, I just, there's a, so ugh. I have a story. So when we, we were just in Branson, right. And Julie came back after she checked in and said, Hey, if we go to this thing on Friday, yes, they're going to give us money, this whole thing. And we debated, we debated, and we finally called them back and said, we're not going to come to your thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, no yeah. amount of money is worth me listening to your timeshare. 
Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten suckered into one of those things. I almost like, I almost did because it was like there's money involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then yeah, they offered a pretty was, sweet deal. It was not it was not worth it. No, no. Yeah, and I I wasn't the one of the actual salespeople. I was just trying to get them to come like spin a wheel. Oh you know, right, like, oh, yeah, yeah. like just give them their email. You know that's how they get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's how they get you guys. Uh, let's see. Don't spin the wheel. Yeah, don't spin the wheel. Don't do it. That's um, good life advice. In general, stay yeah. away from wheels that you should be or should not be spinning. Um, Caleb, if you uh, were to write a book about your life so far, what's the title? I, this is also, I'm, so many things flooding through my mind here. Um, <laughs> about my life so far. He's so thoughtful, which is what I appreciate. I, I'm, I'm too thoughtful. You know, mm-hmm. podcasts are like, where did this guy go? He disappeared. <laughs> um, I would have to say, don't hold me to this. I might change the title later. You're allowed. Um, You're allowed. It's, but, a working, um, it's a working title. Yeah. From son to father and back again. Oh, oh. come on. Write it down. Uh, write it down. And uh, Andy, uh, mute Caleb real quick let's see if we can trademark it and uh, get the domain right get now the, get the domain right now <laughs> wow well that that nailed it great all right my, my last question and this is this is a go-to do, dudes and dads podcast question bingo if there was a sandwich named after you what would be on it I would have to say it's tri-chip and arugula and horseradish on a ciabatta bun Oh, okay, so Caleb, I don't know if you know this or not, but tri-tip is a unique California thing. Are you? Are you? Is it? it is. It's. It's not. You guys not have cows out there? We, we, uh-huh. do. we, we do. do. No we one. Do. No one talks about tri-tip out here though. But really? last last okay. last time, so my uncle, uh, uncle by marriage, uh, uncle Uncle Tom out in Bakersfield, that dude does a mean tri-tip. I never had it before. And I'm like, it was mad. It was magical. So right? uh, I just want you to know the rest of the country, or at least parts of it, is missing out on this tri-tip phenomenon. To be just, there's something special going on on the West Coast when it comes to uh, to tri-tip. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I had uh, no idea. Hey, who knew? Caleb, congratulations! You have Woo-hoo. successfully passed the dudes and dads pop quiz. Way to go! Way to go! Uh, <laughs> there is no award, but if we we had one, we would give it to you. Um, Thank you. Awesome. Well, hey, everybody, uh, as always, uh, like we said, you can head over to dudesanddadspodcast.com to find all the good news about our episodes, every single one of them. And all, we're back. And and all that. We're back recording. Uh, all of Caleb's goodies will be over there as well, so you can uh, check in on uh, on the website, the blogs, the coaching and, services, all that. And I'm going to continue to hammer this one in. We do have a voicemail. We, and don't go out. Leave a voice message. We love them. At 574-213-8702. Make it your New Year's resolution to leave us a voicemail. <laughs> People, for the love Come on. Hey, everybody. Dudes and dads podcast at gmail.com. You can leave us uh, an email as well. We uh, like emails. We too. love for show ideas and all that good stuff. Appreciate you. Hey, guys. Thanks for being with us. We're looking forward to a great 2024 and season six. And until next time, we wish you grace and peace. Peace.